News. 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 New York City. F-A-Q. This is not a normal episode of FAQ NYC. This is a miniature episode, a segment, a standalone if you will. This is FAQ NYC. I'm Alex Brooklyn, and I am here with an FAQ regular, Albert Fox Khan, who is the founder of the Surveillance Technology Oversight Project, a big project they've been working on for quite some time, the POST Act is coming up for a vote on this Thursday uh, by the New York City Council. Albert, can you give us a little bit of a primer for those who are just jumping in on this whole thing, what the POST Act is? Yeah, thank you so much for having me back, Alex. That's, it's so incredibly exciting to be you know, so uh, close to an actual vote on this bill. So uh, POST Act stands for Public Oversight Surveillance Technology Act, which is a, a long, long name for a bill, but it's a really simple premise. The NYPD needs to tell New Yorkers what tools it's buying to spy on our communities. It needs to provide a privacy policy and needs to be audited because for years, the NYPD has been able to buy whatever it wants using federal dollars, using private money that goes through its foundation, a charitable slush fund uh, that doles out millions of dollars every year to NYPD programs without giving us any information on how they're spending the cash. And so this is the first step of reasserting civilian control of our surveillance here in New York. And and it's exciting for me because suddenly we'll actually be able to answer the question of how is the NYPD monitoring protesters? How is it spying on you know communities of color? How is it you know tracking Muslim New Yorkers and other groups that have been targeted with you know biased and broken surveillance for years? So basically, um, up until now, you're saying the NYPD has had a lot of surveillance technology at their disposal. Um, I'm very curious about some of these charitable slush funds and whether that was a way to like get around some accountability. But I don't think a lot of people really realize just how much technology the NYPD has access to. Can you just give us a little bit more information about like the kind of things that we are being looked at by, you know, spied on with? <laughs> yeah, it's like everything from a bad episode of The Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. It's, you know, facial recognition systems that, you know, are used thousands of times a year, even though they're shown to be less accurate for Black and Latinx New Yorkers. It's drones that are flying over protests. It's thermal imaging. It's automated license plate readers that can track basically every car in New York City. It's using social media data to make a prediction of whether we're likely to commit a crime. It's this just really broken pattern of buying high-tech tools that have no evidence they work and using them to just further the worst sorts of abuses of police surveillance. And we have to be clear. Police surveillance isn't just a matter of privacy, it's a, it's a matter of life and death. Because more surveillance leads to more police stops, more police arrests, and more police violence. Because as George Floyd and so many others have shown us, every single police encounter can be a matter of life and death. And right now they don't have to be accountable publicly at all or are they no they no. they get money 
outside of the city appropriation process. You know, there's the money they get from the city council and they jump through the hoops and they, you know, fill out the forms, but then they get money outside of that process. They get private dollars, they get federal dollars from the Trump administration, and they never have to tell us, the people of New York, how they're spending that money and what systems they're using. So we don't get to know, like, if we're being videoed, (laughs) excuse my layman's terms, videoed, or if our cell phones are being tracked. We don't really, we're not, they don't have to tell us what they're using and where they're using it. So how, up until now, have we been finding out? Or have you guys been finding out? A lot of lawsuits. You know, right now we're suing the NYPD and we're about to do it a lot more uh, under freedom of information law, demanding records on their existing programs. But that can take years just to get a single set of documents. Uh, We find out through criminal prosecutions sometimes when defense attorneys get information on how their client was targeted. But there have been cases. uh, Let me give you the example of so-called stingrays or technically they're called ISMI catchers. And these are fake cell towers that NYPD will put up telling every single cell phone in the neighborhood, hey, connect to me instead of the regular cell tower. And doing that, they can track our location, they can track who we're calling, they can track how a community is uh, coming together. And in the case of a protest, they can track nearly every person there. And so it took years before people found out that the NYPD had been using this technology, tracking people, and then hiding it. So tell me a little bit about this bill that's going to be voted on on this Thursday. That's June 18th? It is June 18th. Yeah, so this Thursday, June 18th, City Council is going to vote on this bill. Now, the bill's sponsor is Vanessa L. Gibson, and... Is it all of city council that votes on the bill or just a few city council people? Just so that I can give our listeners some context on like who they should be looking to that will be voting on this. Yeah, so this is what's called the stated city council meeting. This is where the entire city council votes on legislation that's already been heard by individual committees. So all 51 of them get a vote. And, and you know, this has been years in the making, uh, you know, I, I started working on this legislation back in 2017, and, and we we pushed and we pushed and we pushed and we got a hearing and we got momentum and we got a lot of co-sponsors, and then the city council term ended, and then in 2018 we reintroduced the bill, uh, working with uh, Vanessa Gibson, and we pushed and pushed and pushed again, and it took years just to get a hearing this last December. And, you know, at this point, we have more than two-thirds of the city council signed on to the bill. As of tonight, 37 members, well above a veto-proof majority, support the legislation. So that means even if Mayor de Blasio decided to shoot down this bill, we would still have the votes to override it. Let's talk about Mayor de Blasio. How has he been on the subject of transparency when it comes to uh, surveillance and the NYPD? I mean, he's been, to say he's been missing in action would be uh, putting it charitably. You know, he was asked about the Post Act last uh, week, and he said, well, that he hadn't had time to read the bill. It's been pending for more than 1,200 days. And the bill is less than 900 words long. He's had plenty of time. 
I mean, and, I, and, yeah, we had you on what if we had you and Liz O'Sullivan on, I guess like a year and a half ago on a FAQ talking about some of the dangers of uh, surveillance in the city and, um, you know, how one of the committees that had been formed in order to have a small amount of oversight on the NYPD were basically kind of just impotent. Yeah, I mean, and we were talking about the Post Act uh, back then in April of last year, and we've been talking about it consistently since 2017. And, and the mayor, there is a ray of hope. The mayor did say in his press conference that it was important for New Yorkers to know what spy tools were being used by the police department, that it was important to have transparency, that it was important for us to know what they do and do not have. But, you know, he hasn't committed to signing the legislation. And really, I, I think, you know, this is something that if he had gotten behind it, could have been had could have become law, you know, years ago. And, and for someone who remembers the sort of campaign he r ran for mayor yeah. back in 2013, who remembers the candidate who pledged to take on the NYPD, who who talked about you know, anti-black policing, you know, it, it really is shocking to me that he hasn't once addressed this. Well, it also seems like we're a far cry away from that now. There's been a lot revealed during the pandemic and the following protests about our mayor, I would say. He's definitely yeah. put to task in these past months. And, and I would just say, look, you can't defund the NYPD without also defunding mass surveillance because these programs are wasting tens of millions of dollars a year and they're not making anyone safer. They're perpetuating bias. They're creating a lot of the same sorts of police encounters that lead, you know, to, to violence over and over again. And, and so I, it just seems to me that unless we understand what tools the NYPD has, unless we understand how it's spending money, there's no way to really tackle the budget. So what can listeners do? Is this like a call your council person kind of situation? Well, that's been like the exciting part. Just like we saw with 50A, we've seen so many people reaching out to their council members, reaching out to Speaker Johnson, asking for this vote that is finally coming. So yes, continuing to reach out to their council member, continuing to reach out to Corey Johnson, because we may need uh, to override a veto. But I think right now also reaching out to the mayor and telling him that this bill is necessary that we must enact surveillance reform, that we have to tell the public how we are being watched because you know this isn't some revolutionary new practice. This is just keeping up with uh, other cities around the country. Cities like you know, Nashville and you know, uh, San Francisco and Seattle, which have gone much farther than what the Post Act would do. So this isn't something that you know, just us privacy nuts want. This is something that is part of the bare minimum for having a democratically accountable police department in the 21st century. And also, we're just talking about making them tell us what tools they're using. Like, if we wanted to know if our police departments were carrying bazookas all of a sudden, we also want to know how they're, you know, monitoring us, what tools they're using for that. Um, but... Also, 
I was wondering if you could just describe for me before we uh, we close out, if you could just describe for me some of the more interesting things you guys have found with facial recognition, not quite up to snuff, and how it's racially biased along those lines. Because I know that's something that you and Liz talk about a lot, and I'm wondering if you could just describe that for us a little. Yeah, so in the last week, we've seen a lot of the tech giants, you know, IBM, Microsoft, Amazon, saying that they're not going to sell police departments facial recognition technology because it really is inherently broken. It, it, it gets it wrong more often for women, non-binary individuals, Black and Latinx individuals, people who are older, people who are younger, basically anyone other than middle-aged white dudes, you're getting higher error rates. And higher error rates means more risk of false arrest, more risk of wrongful imprisonment, more risk of police violence. And, and so, you know, facial recognition under the best of circumstances is a really dangerous and distorting technology. But here in New York, we have some of the most abusive facial recognition practices anywhere in the country. Our NYPD facial identification section routinely photoshops images from you know, security cameras and body cameras and drones before feeding it through the database. They'll, they'll take a suspect's image and they'll photoshop the, the eyes uh, so they are open if, if they were actually closed. They'll photoshop the mouth so it's closed if it was actually open. They'll take entire sections of the face and copy it from a model they find on Google and just copy and paste it so that you can have symmetrical facial features. And then they'll run these distorted, altered images, these art projects through the facial recognition database and arrest people because of it. Uh, after and, they've after they've tried to alter it to make it like a, a better angle or something in order to run it through a facial recognition. Yeah, and yeah. so they'll use they'll use these altered images. They'll use celebrity lookalikes. They will use all sorts of practices that have no scientific basis whatsoever. This is pseudoscience, and it took decades for us to realize just how many people were wrongfully convicted of serious crimes because of pseudoscience like bite mark evidence, fiber analysis, hair analysis. People went to death row because of this. People spent got convicted of uh, murder and sent to life imprisonment. We could be setting up the next great wrongful conviction crisis today uh, using these technologies and using them in the way that the NYPD is misusing them. Wow, you could have a whole series on this stuff, which brings me to a little announcement that Albert Foxconn, Lizzo Sullivan, and Ollie Winston so far are the three hosts signed up for what will be a new series called Surveillance in the City. In partnership with the Surveillance Technology Oversight Project, Surveillance in the City is going to be a gleeful romp through the history of, you know, surveillance in New York and uh, how it's affecting our daily lives now. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, I'm pretty excited to introduce it to the world as well. I couldn't be more excited. And really, it's going to be a chance to look at everything that's going wrong in police surveillance today, but also all the ways that we people are fighting around the country to fix it and the models that work to keep our communities safe from biased and broken police surveillance. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and I look forward to talking to you after the big vote on Thursday. Thank you so much for having me back. Really appreciate it. News. 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 New York City. F-A-Q. F-A-Q.